title decided, Southampton are the first to fall, and can West Ham win a European Cup? Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. You alright? Yes, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bit yeah, sad. It's been, um, I was, you've been, obviously we've been talking now, you've been relatively okay over tech, so you <laughs> might, I don't, know, don't know what I was expecting tonight. No, it was, it was, we'll get on to it, but it was the final nail in the coffin that was, yeah, I think so. That would be, that has been dug for a few, yeah. few weeks now. It was, it was coming, I think, but yeah, it's essentially to, to be ended in one game, it's yeah. Over the weekend, I thought thought we might see a more upset and depressed person, but maybe over the weekend you you drowned your sorrows. <laughs> no, but we'll, like we've said yeah, we'll a thousand on. times, it's City is a joke, and yeah, we will discuss yeah. that part of it. Yeah. Um. But we might we'll start off the teaser, yeah, and then we'll we'll get into the the nitty gritty of the show. Mm-hmm. Um. So the plan is to talk about Arsenal. The game was that we were at the Emirates yesterday. Um, the title, basically, moving on to Southampton, who unfortunately were the first team to be relegated. Mm. And then we want to have a little segment on managers. What is going on with Premier League clubs sacking managers, getting these temporary charges in? Mm. A lot of teams don't have managers going to next year. What is next for these team and these teams? And then we'll move on to the usual winner of the week, winner of the week, loser the week, and team, team of, of the week. week. Yep. Um, right. With the Champions League semi-final on Wednesday, Pep Guardiola is looking to become the fourth manager to win three or more European Cups. Can you name the other three? Ooh. Okay, I'll give it a go. Um, just a quick clue. Remember the, the term European Cups. Yeah. Not just the Champions League. Yeah, that's, that might help me out. That is a small clue out there for, <laughs> for you listeners. Right, should we start the Emirates? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. As you were there. Yes. It started off well and if you if you follow us on the Instagram and socials and that you'd have seen the odd photo and some of Tate's stuff that he put up and sent to me to use, like for example when you got to meet some of people beforehand is always cool. Yeah, Adam Milana and mm. uh Gilberto. I met Gilberto a couple of times actually. <laughs> did um, he recognise no, you? <laughs> My dad said you reckon he recognised <laughs> you. I said, no, of course he didn't. <laughs> I saw I met him once when I was I actually met him when I was 10 and it was the day we won the league mm. or the day we lifted the trophy against Leicester. Um, it was actually a nice touch from Arsenal, actually. Um, I'd fallen over maybe in April of that year at Arsenal. At Leeds, it was at home to Leeds. Honestly, I was walking across the road mm. to get a programme. Well, I was getting an old programme because I used to collect programmes that I didn't go to the games where mm-hmm. I wanted to get a programme and that. And then... All of a sudden, my dad hears this commotion, looks around. He doesn't, what the hell is my son? <laughs> and I'm lying on the floor, blood pouring up my face <laughs> with like those strangers around him, like saying, where's his dad? Where's, oh. he, where's his parents? My dad's like in a burger. He runs over him. I was like, oh my God, what mm. has happened here? I've got, I look, I've got a scar on my face. What, you just, were you running or? Why are you running? I don't, I don't remember a thing from the whole day. Bloody hell. Um, that was <laughs> apparently, and then apparently I'd, what had happened, I'd tripped over and laid like a bollard with, mm. with the pebbles in it. Mm. And I'd whacked my face Just on there. Face plant. Um My dad then cleaned me up. I mean, we, we went down in front of the stadium and the ambulance 
people there of, of Arsenal took me in. Mm. Dad said, "Oh, I've got tickets for the game." I said, "No, don't worry about that. Don't worry about mm. that." And we sat in the disabled section <laughs> of the of the fans. <laughs> Didn't check our tickets. Space. I still have the tickets to this day mm. at home, unopened. <laughs> Never checked them or anything. Um, we won five nil against Leeds. I remember we. All, I think I watched like sixty minutes, and my dad was like, "You've taken a turn for the worse." Um, got home, and then Mum was like, "What on earth? <laughs> What's <laughs> happened to my son?" Yeah. But um, oh, no, that was a side story. I don't remember how we even started that. <laughs> then you, that's where you met Gilbert. That's said. where I met Gilbert <laughs> because but basically, Ar- we then wrote to Arsenal. Mm. I think my nan wrote to Arsenal or something at the time, and basically <laughs> said this happened to my grandson, and. <laughs> Arsenal put on for me the last day of the season. I got to meet him and Freddie and got all these signed things from the club on the last day. Very nice. But yeah, very <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the second time I met him last year, uh, I think it was against Man United with Griff. So yeah. he, d- he didn't recognise you? No, he probably didn't recognise that 10-year-old with a scar on his face. <laughs> yeah, the poor 10-year-old that <laughs> face-planted outside. Who's nearly 30 and we still haven't won the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, very good. Oh. But, um, you obviously you went to the game, but you'd you said you watched or you saw about half of the game of City, didn't you? So yes, yeah, so it was quite interesting actually. We want we want to watch the game before in the pub and then walk to the Emirates, um, just soaking the atmosphere and whatnot. Mm. And Everton actually started the game pretty pretty well. It looked pretty lively. Cavalier was making some nice runs. Mm. Looks looks fit. Looks good. Mm. Um, Decore was looking good. And they had a chance where, I can't remember, I think it was Tarkovsky headed it down and Holgate like, spooned it over the bar. Mm. And the atmosphere was building. And then Gundogan scored. And then within 90 seconds, Haaland scored. Mm. And the pub just emptied. Yeah. Pub emptied them. And, they all walked, and we all walked to the Emirates. So like, it's done now. Yeah, they everyone knew, didn't they? What, and what goal from Gundogan as well? Very I do, nice. yeah. Well, unbelievable. We'll mm. touch on him yeah, later on. But that was, um, that atmosphere, I do think, because then we actually the Arsenal coach come through and you think they're watching that on there. They're mm. thinking, oh, that's t- 11, 12, whatever wins it is in the row. Mm, 11, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it is, it is demoralising because you think that mm. could be a chance in between two Real Madrid games. Everyone, at, like, yeah. I think even Neville said it, that was the, t- this, the title will be decided this weekend. Yeah. But that, and that, I think that atmosphere led itself into the fans, which then led it onto the pitch because Arsenal recent weeks, or when Arsenal have been, been doing well, sorry, shall I say, Electric at the the first five minutes. Yeah, I didn't notice at the start. You normally absolutely destroy teams, whether you, yeah. whether you did, score that, or not. Yeah, but, um, Odegaard mm. was down for like four minutes. The f- the first half of football, I must say, was one of the worst half worst I've ever seen in my life. Mm. It was so bad, mm. and through injuries, time wasting, stoppages, fouls, I reckon the ball was never in play. It was just mm. never nothing got going. Um, but before we mention too much on Arsenal, I do want to make a point of how bloody good Brighton were yeah, I was were so impressed with them yeah. how they played the ball out the back every mm. single time no matter they nearly lost it they went again did it again and I don't think I've seen I don't know the exact stats but I don't think I've seen a team at the Emirates this year who had that much of the ball you should, uh, yeah cause I, I, that's, I mean I don't read too much in stats and I think I mentioned it somewhere later on, or even the, I think in this context because Brighton like you're about the, the possession and the ball and the rest of it, they had 59% possession at, at the Emirates, which is seems, must be unheard of. That seems low for what I, don't, for what I watched yeah. there. It seems low. They but had the ball all the time. This is what I'm more surprised at. Arsenal only made 360 passes. Southampton at home, Arsenal made 670. Chelsea, made, they made 543. Leeds, these are all last three home games. Leeds, they made 643. So that's a big old difference. And, and that must be one of your... Especially as a home side, that like to lose that amount of possession must be one of the lowest you've you've had this year. I don't know. As I said, I don't always believe in the stats, but 
like exactly what you said at the start, but Arsenal dominate the first 15, 20 minutes and then they go on to dominate the game in terms of just the, purely the ball. They might lose, they might draw, they might win, whatever, but that is one of their foundations. That's always been, whether it's Arteta, Wenger, whoever, even the likes of Henry, they wanted to keep the ball. And it's always been, Arsenal, that's the Arsenal, that's how they play football. But yeah, that, that was the one of them. And it probably, like you said, it probably felt like Brighton had the ball more. But yeah, it was de- that was definitely one of the takeaways, the instant ones, like, Brighton just dominated the ball. They looked comfortable, like you said, out, coming out from the back. And yeah, they were. I thought they were brilliant. And that's a miss that Zinchenko not being there was massive. Because mm. they played, I was glad they played Tierney as a traditional left back because mm. he can't do that job. He can't <laughs> do the, the inverted fullback that is the fashion these days. Um, which he's, tr- he's tried before, but it's never really gone down too well. Yeah. And he was just a straight left back, up and down, up mm-hmm. and down. But that did make a massive impact. I mean, Jorginho had to do too much and. He didn't have the didn't have the legs in that against that Brighton team who are just no. so so oh, well drilled. Yeah, oh, brilliant. And they three nil, absolutely deserved. Mm. Like, can't they any? I was I think had two shots on target. Mm. Like it was just they were just absolutely top drive. Very 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 yeah. impressed with them. And people saying, oh, how'd they lose uh, Everton? Uh, be it at home to Everton five one, but it's that same. I've said it before, but when those sides are bright, yes, Brighton are a good team, but. When they go up against an Arsenal, a City, Tottenham, whoever, so-called bigger teams and better sides, they're they're obviously up for it more, but their style of play and all the rest of it will work better because a game like Everton, Forest, whoever, West Ham at home, they've got to take it to them. They've got to go and and dominate the game and and put the emphasis on them. But against these other sides, they're not expected to do anything and they turn up at the Emirates and, I mean, like you said in the the group, but the last four home defeats for Arsenal have all been Brighton, so... Yeah, so it was... Which is ridiculous. Another thing I was even equally impressed was their dark arts. My God, the Mm. amount of time... We all do it, and Mm. it's brilliant when it's for you, it's awful when it's against Mm. you. The amount of time they time-wasted, but that's that's a fantastic tactic Mm. they've got of delaying things, make make sure the next player takes... Make sure you all win. You're right, of course you're going to do it. You can't take anything. We did it last week at Newcastle. You win some, you lose some, and that's... But they were just so drilled, so professional, Mm. and knew exactly what to do and how to how to manage that game absolutely perfectly. So as soon as Arsenal with 10 15 minutes to go they really pushed for it I think made a couple of subs. Mm. They also made attacking subs. They didn't go let's oh crap yeah, let's yeah. play far up the back. They yeah. brought Welbeck on. They brought Undov on. How good was Welbeck as well? Yeah, but Welbeck is <laughs> he just Welbeck against former clubs. Yeah, he just is, seems to joke. turn up like and I looked at that I thought he was a bit older but he's like 32 or something so he's mm. plenty more years in him and especially for a side like Brighton he's yeah, probably a perfect player, but yeah, Brighton, they've only played 34 games. They've still got two in hand on Tottenham and Villa, and they're a point ahead of the, us already. I mean, there's a very, very big outside chance, but they're only aiming at top four, and they'll they'll fall somewhere between four and six. So, yeah, they're having an absolute blinder. They're fantastic. I was really impressed with all of them. The goalkeeper mm. playing out from the back, Dunk especially, I mm. thought, and that Cole Will. Cole Will, was it? Yeah, the one from Chelsea and the mm. online. <coughs> Esther, Esther, New, Esther, Esther Pignan as and well, then yeah. Casado playing that position at right back. He was, yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? That, yeah. He has that little burst, and he had 10, 15 yards, mm. just rapid. But no, they're brilliant. And Deserby said he's obviously again. It was a tough week for them. They got smashed at home against uh, Everton. But he said the players believe me. I decide how to lose. That's how he he wants to play. His style, his his philosophy, and all the rest of it. That you, yeah, you don't want to just sit back and right, right, right. Just draw, don't don't get smashed. They they want to play their way. They play their style of football, whatever, whatever the weather sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, they're very very good side. <clears throat> right, let's move on to to Arsenal then. Mm. Um, 
81 points. Obviously, the league's now... They need... City need... Two. Two points. Two, yeah. two but points. essentially, they, w- they win one game. It's done. Yeah, but yeah, they, they need they two need points. a win. So that's done. Yeah. Looking back... So you look back on the season at Arsenal, I think, obviously, second place, you'd have taken that at the beginning of the mm. season. I, th- I had them down as third. I th- a lot mm. of people had them outsiders for top four, but most people didn't even have them in top four. No. no. And Which is... I, like, I was one of those, but... That's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment. I think, at the, especially at the beginning of the season, if you'd have said outside top four, you'd have been, yeah, fair enough. But obviously, and I think, obviously, the second part of the season, we have struggled. Mm. Just the f- form dips, injuries come into play, and also it is n- near on impossible to maintain that that level mm. of man what Man City do. After 19 games, Arsenal have got 50 points, won 16, drawn two, and lost one. Man City have only ever equaled that once. That was the, that was the level we would set. Mm. And the second half of the season, if you'd gone on to that and done 100 points, that that was that was the be- Man City's best ever. So they were at on par. But since that, so I've got the, the this weekend here, February the fourth slash fifth, Everton won, Arsenal nil on the Saturday. And February the fifth, Spurs won, Man City nil. That was the two. That there was two games on that weekend, and since then, that's when Man City clicked into gear, stopped messing around. Yeah. Do you remember that period round New Year early? I remember especially when you played them at the Etihad, and they were like De Bruyne was on the bench. He was out mm. in and out of favour. They were playing Rico Lewis here and there, mm. changing a few things around just for. I think Pep got bored for a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, but maybe work his players up. On set, it just shows you how how good they are how how good Pep is how how good they are is it like you said they've, they've had Rico Lewis in they've played a Kanji left back Silva's been playing left back De Bruyne's been in and out of the side oh we don't really fancy him this week they have Phil Foden who's a ridiculous player in and out of the squad like yeah they're, they're they are just brilliant but that, that is the the level you have to be if mm. you want to win the league and Arsenal are, and, are, and the rest of the league are nowhere near it yeah the they're minute. not no like, one's near that league Liverpool have got the closest to it they last season City got to the last 15 minutes of the last game and won the league. That's that's the closest they've been. Obviously, when Liverpool won the league, they they were better then. But yeah, no, no, yeah, you can't compete with City. And that's since that yeah, since that weekend. I think, yeah, but I think that's like massive comp. Not like oh, I can't compete. They're, they're just buy everything, blah blah. But like they're just a brilliant team. That's, that's the way it is. I mean, if Arsenal had gone on to match that 50 points, they'd be the best team in history. Like yeah. <laughs> best Premier League points t- tally. It's, it's unsustainable to mm. be able to perform like that so, and in, since that weekend Arsenal played 16 times 9 wins 4 draws 3 losses that's 31 points out of 48 mm. City 14 games 13 wins 1 draw to Forest. and you remember that game against Forest, Haaland missed mm. load of sitters mm. that's 40 points out of 42 yeah it's pretty yeah well, it's, no one's got close to it they? no one's got close to it and even Arsenal did have that that stretch of games where they drew with Liverpool, drew with uh, West Ham, and then drew with Southampton. Got three out of possible nine. Mm. City win their game in hand, they go seven clear. If you add the six points there that Arsenal didn't pick up, they got three out of nine. If they got nine out of nine, they still wouldn't be top. No. <laughs> you've dropped 12 points in the last seven games, and that's just just, fo- just basically folded at the wrong stage. Totally wrong point, and it's, when it matters the most, it's, it's just capitulated, isn't it, really? For, for me, the facts are... We've lost twice to Man City, and that's what's killed us. Yeah, that, City yeah. have taken six points of us, and we've taken none. Like yeah. Spurs, for example, took three, got and got taken yeah. off three. There was a points difference of zero, 
and that's what Arsenal needed to have done yeah, bare to, minimum to get him to the, I think to get to the last this final knockings and still be there yeah you the games against that obviously yes the the draws and the the bad results along the way but yeah again like we always say but the big sides have got to take points off each other and it didn't happen we've considered 42 goals this season which, which is too much mm. 25 at home as well yeah which, which is, is you've probably got it but yeah joint most in a single campaign for Arsenal which is sort of unheard of really and you've been brilliant at home and yes mm. again some results have been bad but yeah Arsenal at home you just wouldn't associate that at all just, I do just feel this last 10 games just run out of run out of steam run out of yeah. ideas a little bit and Arsenal have got a good squad but their changes they can make on look at City they made five changes on yesterday and mm. they bring in Mares, bring in Foden bring in Laporte bring in Alvarez I think they brought in someone else who I can't remember but they're just they are Champions League quality Premier League winning quality players and Arsenal bring in Europa League players but that is a that is the next step. Yeah, Arsenal finished last season on sixty-nine points. Yeah, they've now got eighty-one. Could get potentially get eighty-seven. That's an increase of like 20, nearly twenty eighteen points. Uh, what's eighteen divided by three? Six. Six. Six more wins. It's yeah, <laughs> a lot of points. Yeah, and it's <coughs> that's must be the plan in the summer is to increase the squad depth. Make and in the places we're missing is midfield. Mm. The nitty gritty stuff and get yeah that's get what you said depth. about before though isn't it? this is a perfect opportunity for you now to in the summer move on a few players that you like that might be mm. good but yeah replace them and and get be- bigger and better players go and get Rice go and yeah. get Cassette. but that's where it all comes to that the whole club needs to come together and you think the owners yeah. need to come together the club needs to come together what do we want do we want to be a Champions League team in and around mm. let's finish fourth let's finish third or do they want to have another crack at it. And that's what you've got to do. You have to reinvest at the right time mm. and try and get to that next level. It's going to be bloody hard because Man City will do exactly the same and they've got a player that scores 36 goals mm. in his debut season. Arsenal don't have that player. No. I don't think many teams in the world have that player. No. So it's um, it's going to be tough. But the, the improvement I've seen this year from fifth on 69 points to finishing second, we've got 81 so far. Arsenal have only ever bettered 81 points twice. Mm-hmm in the history of the Premier League that's mad for me even if Arsenal had won their last three so they'd won Brighton they'd won Forest and beat uh, Wolves and last time they got 90 points that's Arsenal's best ever tally that was the Invincibles the Invincibles are iconic Arsenal players mm. that are all posted over the stadium everyone still talks about them to this day that team would have equaled that feat in terms of points but still wouldn't have got anywhere near the league no but I'd have, I honestly thought I thought Newcastle where you drop points you might lose or whatever and I thought oh, that would be dumb but you went there and you were brilliant won the game I thought oh, they'd, you'll just win your remaining games and City will do the same and they'll win the league but yeah obviously it didn't happen after the yeah I said after Newcastle game I thought it was still on but yeah Brighton changed that and yeah Arsenal's is, it's done and the title's done yeah, yeah it's, it's I mean, over Bright, like you mentioned uh, Brighton's record at the Emirates is nothing short of ridiculous mm. I think they've won three out of six yeah, at Emirates, and obviously yeah. lost two, drawn one. But yeah, to win over well, half of the games away is, is very, very good. They scored six goals at Emirates this year. Mm. And like you said, then you've you've been to the for been whatever the, reason yeah. you've seen Brighton at home for yeah. four times yeah. recently. It was, um, and they've all been losses. Freddie Lundberg. Yeah, Freddie Lundberg's first game. 
or second game, whatever it was, at home. First game in the Emirates, I think we lost. I thought, oh, come on, we got we got rid of Dracula, we got Freddie in. Brighton are rubbish. Like mm. I think it was their first year promoted. Yeah, even like that. they weren't that good then. That yeah, at the moment they're absolute at their best. But my yeah. mate, old Neil Mope, scored another last-minute winner against us. Mm. Um, and then last season I went with Griff and we lost two-one, mm. I think. And then this Did year, the cup as well, this year in the cup, we oh. lost three-one. Yeah, and then we lost three-nil yesterday. Mm. And three-nil as well is like you said, it's they fully deserved it. But three-nil, like that's that's a bad that's a bad result. Well, the the problem the problem was it was. One nil was obviously it was such a bad goal. Whatever, I can't yeah, even bother to. An, I can't even yeah. bother to analy- analyze. No, what was it. your yeah the centre back? What was he up to? Just get up and defend and then know. moan about it. But yeah, again, whatever that was, yeah, rubbish. Second goal was Trossard. He, I've, ne- mm. I don't think I've seen a worse player play a game of football for Arsenal this mm. season. He was absolutely atrocious. Oh, yeah, lost his head. I think he's, he lost his head the minute he, he came yeah, on. He just to- that Brighton would whatever for whatever yeah. reason were. Whether they were trying to do it, well, yeah, just totally. He, he came on after like ten minutes, and his first touch went out for a throw in. Like mm. it was just awful, and yeah, he just lost his head. Mm. And then the third goal, it was just, what was that? Espinions was that the yeah? No, Ramsdale yeah, should have done, should have him. palmed it out yeah. wider, but it, it was what it was. Mm. It was quite funny though because the bright, I was right next to the Brighton fans, and fair play to them, they were they were they weren't bad. To be fair, they um. Every time they scored, they all had their phones out with Man City badges on. Really? I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. real. <laughs> had my Man Quality. City badges on. Quality. <laughs> that was uh, it. Was what? Because that because City going there, I think they've. I think City have got them, haven't they? Yeah, they they would won the league because they they honestly. I think we should have a little prediction. They'll win. Oh, they'll beat seven nil. Yeah, they'll beat Chelsea. And I sort of hope they do. Just I hope fucking they do. Yeah, whack Lampard, them. Imagine. Oh no, yeah, but I I thought like looking at the games and if Arsenal would. Like you said, done this to if buts and maybes, but that Brighton game for City would have been relatively difficult, and maybe that was a slight chance. But obviously, mm. like we keep saying, it's, it's over now. But yeah, oh god, I hope City win about ten nil. Chelsea. I wouldn't be surprised if Brighton now if then beat City. If City have won the league, yeah, it's, done. it's a midweek game, I believe. Possibly, yeah. I'm not City sure. could be depending. City could mm. be in the Champions League final. Mm. They're already in the FA Cup final. Why not play? Yeah, uh, left back Gomez. Why not play the goalkeeper? I think they, they like Pep would play the their next Premier League game tomorrow if they could. Or actually, yeah. today they would have played it today. Win the game, get it done. Focus on Champions League. Yeah, then focus on the FA Cup. But obviously, it doesn't work that way. But yeah, like you said, they could be they could be in a Champions League final, then win the league at the weekend, and and then go into <coughs> all their focus and prep will be FA Cup and mm. Champions League. <coughs> Because if City do win their last remaining three games, they'll end the season on 94 points. What means Arsenal would have need needed 95 points to win the win the yeah. Premier League, which is an astronomical achievement. Mm. If that was to be the case, City are going to win five of the last six Premier Leagues, and the only team to have won in that stage was Liverpool with 99 points. Mm. And they dropped most of their points after they'd won the league. Yeah, remember Arsenal beat done. them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's, um, can't say I'm disappointed, but... <laughs> and I'm not going to sit because everyone, people listening probably want me to go absolutely ham and go in on Arsenal, but yeah, we're, I think we're slightly better than that. It's not a, it's not a total onslaught. Maybe off off pod, I might I might have that conversation with Tate, but yeah, we'll try and be as as level-headed, unlike someone today, but we'll, we'll get on to him later on. But yeah, we'll try and be slightly composed on the situation. Yeah, no, it was, it's if I compare the disappointment to last year, like look at the steps we've improved. It's all it's 
the le- that's like the least you want from your team is to improve. We're slowly going forward each year, each year. Going to the summer now, we fell short again, but we know we fell short of a much greater opportunity, yeah, a great target. Stuff. Target. Yeah, yeah. We dreamed last this time last year. We're thinking, oh, can we get? Are we good enough for top four? And mm. this year, we're thinking, are we good enough to win the bloody league? Mm. Like to compete with? We competed for Man City for thirty-five out of thirty-eight games, and that's credit to the team, credit to the players. There, they've all had the seasons of their lives so far, mm. and unfortunately, it has ended in a bit of a whimper at the end. Mm. But did that's you, did you stay at the end, or was you? Yeah, no, I, well, I made sure I stayed because. They're, the players have given everything, and you could see yeah, at the end. I'm not. They were done. They were. They were just Ben White, for example, had played 90 minutes after 90 minutes after 90. At right back, he's mm. not. Favorite, and Matoma killed him he yesterday. Did slaughter him, yeah. He killed him yesterday. He was shot on his feet. Tommy yeah. Asu has barely played this season. He's mm. been constantly injured. That was a little rotation that would have been that would have been good to see throughout the season. Zinchenko didn't play. Tierney was Tierney got cramp yesterday. <laughs> Blokes never like barely played. They got that. Keywalk, mm. Gary pronounced him as like his fourth game. Yeah, okay. the team just looked shot. Like even Saka was just quiet. Mm. Party had poor game again, didn't he? He's been bad for Party's, a few weeks. I think Party will go in the summer. He, Arteta's hinted it a few times that if you he needs to be able to trust players and mm. play him. You need and his his quote was a while back: the best players play at the top level three times a week. Mm. He doesn't. Yeah, and like you said, at the top, they're always eight, nine out of ten. Then they play three to three. Yeah. Yeah, they play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. In the champion, and it's not. Oh, let's play Premier League, mm. and then we play uh, Genk on yeah, Thursday night. Sense. Yeah, yeah. And then you play another. No, you're playing three top tier mm. games that you have to win all the games, and that's the standard art at a demand from these players. And even yesterday in the press conference, he was fuming mm. because that is unacceptable. That second yeah. half was dreadful. Mm. Just unacceptable. The players, the players wilted in the, in the in knowing that oh, it's it done. Was it. done. It was it's done. It. They didn't have anything left to give, mm. and it was, yeah, it was, it was a bit sad to see. But no, I, I made sure I stayed. I stayed all the time anyway. But I made sure I stayed to clap mm. them, and that's yeah. I mean, the appreciation easy, of the season, the yeah. season they've given me. We've won thirty odd games a season. I think like, I can't remember the last time I even we were even in a title race. Probably mm. ten years ago. And to have that on the back of the disappointment from last year, when I think even Neville said on the on his overlap thing in the mid, in the preseason, why is Arteta even staying? He can't do anything more than top four. Like mm. they, there was no, everyone had thought, oh, but Arsenal are fifth, that's it. They're going to tail off. They're going to. But we got the youngest, the youngest Premier League squad in the league, or second youngest. Mm. Southampton are the other one. One's bottom, yeah. one second. Like I would like to think. Arsenal could continue this arc of progressive arc and improve if they invest in Declan Rice and they've got one of the best centre midfielders in the league in there. If they can get Saliba back, invest again in a not in a good replacement down mm. there. I don't know um, a different sort of striker to Jesus because that was the problem we had yesterday. Was Lewis Dunk was absolutely superb mm. in the duels he won. God knows it, it, Jesus is very very strong and holds the ball up and you've seen him bully Van Dyke in games mm. at Anfield and things like that didn't have a sniff yesterday mm. and that could have been a different alternative where they could have brought on a, a six foot four yeah, different, a, a different a different yeah. striker I don't know like a Giroud or you know mm. that sort of and change the game a bit but then Nketiah came on he's a similar sort of player mm. I don't know yeah but do you think you'll get rid of your hero Xhaka in the middle I think I think it's the right time to move on 
He's been there eight years. This has been his best season he's had. Mm. But he's a good player. But is he good enough to win the league? No. No. Because I was starting to chat to my mate at work about it. And we, we need a player like a Gundogan mm. who comes up at these... Every year he comes up with these pivotal moments. He was in and out of the, year, in and out of the season last year. He comes on the, comes to the bench last game of the season. Like you said, 15 minutes to go. Scores two. Scores a winner, yeah. He scored... <clears throat> four goals in these last two games three four pivotal goals he's just like a player from midfield to get them goals like we've got the De, quote unquote De Bruyne in Odegaard mm. Party is not Rodri because Rodri plays every minute of every game mm. of every competition look at Calvin Phillips he's played eight games of a total of like 86 minutes mm. he doesn't play because Rodri is that good yeah, that brilliant. important yeah. that robust he doesn't miss a game whatever, whatever the cup whatever the team you're playing it's he plays 90 minutes of every game mm. and that's where they need a Rice or a Casado or whoever they're going to go for and then on that left hand side they've got Gundogan who chips in with these goals who can get back can work in a double double pivot at the back or play on the left like he's just Shaka's good but he's also got a level to his ability yeah do you think you retire Which, his number number 34 this is a thing I was, I was chatting to Josh about the weekend if if we do sign Rice he Arsenal. can't be another 34. Arsenal, the classy establishment, cannot give him 41. <laughs> no, no. Go, no, though, yeah. that will... <laughs> no, they can't. They can't. What have you got? What is, what's party? Party's eight? Five. Five. Who, Odegaard's eight, isn't he? Eight, yeah. But the problem with Arsenal, a lot of the players have got one to 11 yeah, already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so true. 41. You can't have rice. 41. No, not, not a classy establishment like <laughs> Arsenal. You can't have 41. Yeah. You can't do that. But mm. that's a story for, for another time. Um... <laughs> Got anything else to add on there? Uh, and your friends from North London? Nah, no. Nah, that's it. I'll keep it, keep it PG. There's no need to. I will say one thing though. Refer reference to Spurs. Spurs tweeted out last this time last year after finishing fourth. Dare was it? Uh, do dare done <laughs> for finishing fourth. So I assume if Arsenal have if, if the, nothing else this season, at least Arsenal have. Dune, dead and done. <laughs> <laughs> We've yeah. secured our top four. Yeah, you have. But no. It is what it is. Right. I'll, I'll let I'll, sorry, I'll let social media they if you go on your phone on Twitter you see all of it, so That's all one thing. Some of the hot takes of especially from Arsenal fans who've just lost it. Oh there's there's I've but, say, the, but this sorry. is a thing I struggle with Arsenal fans. I think literally my only Arsenal fan. I've got a couple. I've got Griff and mm. like my brother and his his couple of, and one of his mates. Mm. The rest of them, I really don't like. I don't like going to like. I so I'd never watch Arsenal out and public and hang around oh, with yeah. Arsenal. Like, I'm Arsenal fans. I don't know because they can't stand their opinion. Mm. They're all, uh, it's just nonsense. Because of all the from the years, the perfect example is the Fairweather fans this season. Tickets have been absolute gold dust. But mm. the last ten, so the last seventeen years at the Emirates could get one whenever you wanted long as we're on my membership thing long as you signed in at the right time mm. go online get your ticket job done no stress now can't get one but for love no money mm. and they've actually changed the ticketing scheme to ballot only for next season because of these fair weather fans who then most of them who paid who got maybe got one on a resale site whatever they all buddy left at the end of the game mm. no, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say and that was earlier, so Adam. disappointing to see yeah like and the Everyone's banging about Arsenal support this year. has been fantastic. Emirates so different, blah, blah, But, like, exactly what you said. You're different. You've stayed, whatever. But, do you know what I mean? Arsenal had, I suppose, this fantastic season. They're second league, all the rest of it. But then they just all leave the stadium. Like, what? I just don't get it. And they said, 
I'm not like trying to like an easy little stab at Arsenal, but yeah, it was just it was good to see for me again. But yeah, I just thought that's just embarrassing. Like you mm. going on about its atmosphere and you have this fantastic team and that, but yeah, that half half empty stadium towards the end when again this your you love your team. These players have been so brilliant. Like surely just like you like clap them and try mm. and show your appreciation. Like yeah, I just thought it was poor. Very poor. yeah, that was I was. Bit disappointed by because it, it was they'd taken they've taken us on this ride from yeah. from August up until May, led a lot of people to dare to dream and get overexcited and and think mm. can we do it can we do it yeah and ultimately they fell short and it is what it is these things happen but yeah you've got to stick stick there and yeah because yeah. that's the problem none of these people were there when no, when, when we were really, in charge yeah when we were yeah. really crap or when yeah. we finished back to back eighth of Arteta mm. I remember people calling for his head and this and that mm. and people wanted Conte in and nah you've got to, you need to look through this look through the whatever the they're crap. saying look through <laughs> the stuff and see there is a proper team there who hopefully will will go places you've got mm. young player Martinelli Saka new five year deals Odegaard five year deal Saliba if they can get him signed up you'd like to think the team is going to stay in and around that position mm. I mean it is going to be hard with City who are just we've said it before they play by a different rule book They've got 110 outstanding charges against them because they can just do what they want, get the lawyers in. Yeah, they, yeah, it is what it is. Every team is up against that battle. But like you said last week, you'd like to think next year, if Chelsea improved, if Spurs mm. improved, if United improved, if Newcastle got better, maybe they could take a few points off, off City, and it wouldn't take 95 points to finish above Liverpool, mm. finish above Man City. Sorry. Yeah, but. but. Like we said, see, we're basically they win one of the three. It's done, isn't it? Really, they need, like we said, need two points. But I think hopefully they batter Chelsea and it's finished. And to to finish it, if you wanted to guarantee three points, I don't think you could handpick a better opposition yeah, than Chelsea at home at the awful, moment. Awful, awful side, aren't they? Although credit to Frank, turn them around. Any win at win at Bournemouth and draw at home to Forest. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think someone. Yeah, at least they're staying up. But so I heard someone say it the other day, but Lampard has probably somehow exceeded um, people's opinions and expectations and is worse than Steven Gerrard. People forget how bad Steven Gerrard is a manager, but also they forget about Lampard's incredible playing career and that he's just a terrible manager um, because of what's it, what he's doing and what he's done at Everton. So. <laughs> That's a funny thing. People said, oh, I don't know why he's... You can see why he's taking the job. It's an, it's a no-lose situation mm. for him. I actually think he has lost yeah, time. Yeah, where, where does he go after this? Like, no. I'm not saying he should stay at Chelsea, but... Oh, if I was a lower league club, I'd be like, oh yeah, get Frank in, he's quality. No, no, no way. I think you'd end up like Hasselbank and just sort of waving a white flag and end up doing punditry or something. Quick quick question to end. Spurs need a manager. Lampard or Ollie? Solskjaer? Yeah. Oh, God. Solskjaer, definitely. Yeah. Solskjaer, <laughs> but, Solskjaer but that's, is a better That's manager. where he's fallen down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolute yeah. like joke yeah. of Ollie. <laughs> yeah. Right. <coughs> we'll, we'll leave it there for for part one, and yep. we'll be back with Southampton and some managerial conversation. Callum Doyle, make sure you turn this section up. This one's for you. <laughs> the mighty Saints are gone. Yeah, so from top to bottom, Southampton are the first side to be relegated from the Premier League mm. this season. After 11 seasons in the top flight, Saints will start the 2023-2024 campaign in the Championship. Yep. Um, it's been on the doors. 
been on the card story, shall I say, for a while. I think actually Callum said they've been basically teasing with promotion. They've been losing to mm. your Bournemouths, losing to your your teams in and around them, but then getting points against Chelsea, points against Arsenal. That's yeah. I've got. A, I'll jump a bit, but yeah, that when that since Ruben Sellers has come in, they've won two, drawn three, lost nine. But within that, like you said, good draws with United, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Beat Chelsea. Beat obviously they're the only good results. I've just told them all. But beat Chelsea and Leicester. And you think at the beginning it looked promising. All right, here we go. Sellers in his nice little suit. He was like, oh, this is, mm. he looks like a classy manager. But like you said, those nine defeats against sides in and around them. It's yeah, they've just gone out of a bit of a whimper, haven't they? Not real. No, no mm. real fight. There was no real. Yeah, there was no sort of right. We're gonna have a go here and there. Yeah, no, no energy. Like even that Fulham game at the weekend, two 0 loss. It was just the fans knew, didn't yeah. they? I think they turned up. They just knew what was going to happen. And you like to think with some teams that go down. You always say, oh, can we go pinch a couple of players? Now, who would you mm. take? And really, you've got that. Is it Lavia in the middle? Yeah. That's literally yeah. it. Like, yeah. And even he's, you're you're buying him for potential. You're not yeah. buying him because of what he's done this season. Well, that's what I've got here. But they spent £150 million over two windows between three managers. And all the permanent players, apart from, is it mainly Niles who's alone, mm. isn't he? Absolutely terrible. Yeah. He has been. He's been an absolute embarrassment. He's some of his defending <laughs> at left back and then right back. Mm. He's, oh... But the rest of they've bought as permanent players have had when they bought them had no Premier League experience like zero zero minutes yeah. zero games nothing. So I've actually got a point on that. Mm. So in the summer, I oversaw an arrival of ten new players, mm. of only two were over the age of twenty-five, mm. having shipped out uh, experienced players like Romero, Jack Stevens, mm. and Redmond, who have been part of Southampton's like little core mm. for five six years. And they brought in all these young, a lot from Man City, weren't they? The goalkeeper. Yeah, they brought a lot of youngsters in, mm. didn't they? A couple from Chelsea, I think. Even that that Benrack, they I think they brought him back, but they they yeah. got rid of him to Villa and then then called him back because they were struggling so bad. But yeah, and like you said, these certain players like Lavia, they they probably are good footballers, but you can't you can't bring in ten of them or whatever eight, nine, ten of them all play a whole season of Premier League and expect to be good basically. And mm. and like you said, change their managers from Hassan to. To Nathan Jones, who just was a disaster. Ruben mm. Sellers, a, a inexperienced rookie manager, and he couldn't even he couldn't rescue them. So, mm. and again with that squad, that the change the changes and constant manager manager switches is yeah it's just been a bit of a disaster disaster season. Because with Hasselhoff, remember at the beginning of the season there was rumours that the players were really quite surprised they were still there. Because mm. I think they got they got new owners a couple of years ago, and I think they <laughs> thought this was the summer to move things on but yeah. instead of sacking him they sacked all his backroom staff I think they sacked Kelvin Davis and a couple of mm. their backroom staff and among the squad apparently that was led to believe that how can they have sacked all the staff but not not the main the actual yeah, main yeah, man yeah, yeah. they stuck with it and then after in November after taking 12 points from 14 games he was sacked mm. and like you just alluded to there the calamitous decision to appoint Nathan Jones, yeah, who lasted ninety four days. Yeah, a, I think it was a very brave one because you could have just gone Sam Allardyce or whoever Neil Warnock, for example. Dice. But, yeah, Dice, <laughs> and they probably should have at the time. But yeah, Nathan Jones just a, it's it's easy easy to say, but it was just yeah awful awful decision to get him in. And then even after that, they still <coughs> flirted with Jesse Marsh. Yeah, Do you remember that? yeah, yeah. The weekend when it of madness, Marsh yeah. was coming in. Yeah, that was the obviously they went with Sellers, but. Yeah, Mar- imagine Marsh running up and down the wing. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just top to bottom, and this will lead in nicely to the conversation we'll have later in the podcast mm. about these owners that 
are just they panic then they press the panic yeah. button you can either press it too early or too late and you need to get it right in right in between mm. Southampton have, have pressed it with the blindfold on and in the dark yeah. and just no idea they should have recruit if they're going to go down this new route of recruiting young players really unexperienced players mm. they needed the new head to galvanise them all yeah. um, Hutu clearly wasn't the man mm. and that's a poor decision from the board that's ultimately cost them relegation and on that as well like yeah you saying that has made me think but yeah, suddenly, like you're saying, Hassan has been there, had been there two, three, four seasons, wherever it was, and then suddenly this summer they said, right, we're bringing in loads of new players, we're getting rid of older players. Hassan kind of just woke up one one day in the summer and gone, yeah, I like that idea, that sounds really good. So, like you said, if they wanted to do that, then great, but get someone in that was ready to deal with that and wanted to go that way. For a man who'd overseen two nine one defeats, yeah, he can, can count himself very lucky with still yeah. being a job. Yeah, hundred percent. But interestingly, I, I got here that when they were relegated last in 0405, they finished 20th with six wins. They got they got six wins at the minute, I think. They thir- finished on 32 points, and that year Arsenal finished second in 0405. Yeah, Obviously, that, that was, was straight after the that was straight after the Invincibles. Yeah. That was Mourinho's first yes, first with title. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. And interestingly enough, off the top of my head, uh, 0405 at St Mary's. I think we drew, uh, mate. We drew at mm. St Mary's. Van Persie got sent off. I want to say, maybe we lost. Peter Crouch scored. I remember that. Crouchy. And I believe <laughs> Harry Redknapp was the manager. Possibly, I can have a look. And I know for sure the home game, home game, we drew one all. Um, because maybe one or two, two one it might have been. I think I'm gonna say one one. Van Persie scored his first goal in the Premier League in like the 95th minute, 93rd minute equaliser. If you're listening and thinking how they would take notice, because he's a freak. Oh four oh five Southampton manager Redknapp. They, yeah. they went through three, but yeah, Redknapp. Redknapp. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah no, I'll, I'll do my homework on that and see if I was right. I do. I know the home leg. We do, I know the home game. We definitely drew. Mm. Because it was actually, what well, I'm remembering, it will come back to me now. That was the first game we just lost our 49th. We lost the 50th game to United mm. at um, Old Trafford, and then the first game was Southampton at home. And yeah, it was, it was we were losing up until the last second of the game, last kick of the game, and Van Persie scored an absolute lovely goal, left foot cold in. <laughs> first, I think it was his first Prem goal. His first actual goal was against City, I think, in the cup when City were. City were little city. Yeah, no longer. Um, but yeah, because obviously, like I said, Southampton, 11 years in the Prem is over. Highest finish was sixth in 15 16 under Kuman. They got 18 wins that year. Pretty, yeah, but what? No, but that team impressive. was. Let's let's speak out. I don't have them team players, but you've got Tadic, Wanyama, mm. Mane, Granciola Pella, Lelana, Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, They've. Oh, no. Who was. Shaw, yeah, Luke Shaw. I don't know, he might be quite young. Yeah, he played. He played in the first. Uh, definitely played in the first Premier League season. Right. Um, no, but their team has just been even Fraser Foster. Now we joke yeah, about him now. Yeah. He was a he was a he was better. He was better. He was better. <laughs> Slightly better. The bloke um, awful. It was Liverpool. Liverpool defender. Von no no Lovren. Lovren. Yeah, Lovren. Sorry. Even Font. Led Fonte. Fonte yeah. Even Klein went to yeah. Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah. He went to Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah, and then yeah. he's at Palace. But, yeah, they, they just got cherry-picked as they each season, didn't they, basically? Mm. Um, the mighty Callum Chambers as well. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... Well, I mean, I think I said it towards the start of the season, but 
Southampton, these sort of sides that they might finish 15th, 14th, 12th, 16th, whatever, and you think, oh, they're doing all right, they're avoiding relegation. But I think mean, I looked at it and, like, for example, one year they lost the same, same amount of games that Burnley lost and they were 18th and or they'd scored the same amount of goals that the 19th place team. They just had little things that were just following that trend and they were slowly, slowly basically getting worse. And this year they're, yeah, rock bottom. And I think, yeah, not that you saw it coming because, yeah, it's a bit of a shock, but... Yeah, there was little things that were trending towards them get going mm. going down and down. And, yeah, this year has just been, a, like I said, a total disaster. And, yeah, first team to go. I think one of the things you mentioned initially where they've signed all these players and none of them had any Premier League experience mm. is, a, is a big one. Yeah, I mean, at the or time, just, no one, I didn't even look at it. But, yeah, think about that. Oh, that's just ridiculous, like, what what is going through your head. And that's what we were saying, that recruitment is massive. And surely that's just a huge red red flag straight away. Because mm. that was that's a bit like a... A football manager signing, isn't it? Where you sign all these young players mm. and they'll become good and we'll oh, yeah. sell them. Yeah, exactly. But you need them mixed in with... I get a Premier League, Premier League experience isn't the be-all and end-all, but you mm. also need a bit of talent. You need, mm. you, need good, you need good Premier League experience, not yeah. just experience. Yeah. Like Bednarak, for example, is... Like, yeah, probably not the man, yeah. Phil Walcott, for example, I bet you he's fantastic off the pitch, but in a Premier League game... He's only ever going to be good against Arsenal or Spurs. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's not fast better, is he? No, especially now. Yeah. yeah, but he's just... yeah. Yeah, Trey Adams. Yeah, he's a good little player, but I don't know. Yeah, and just on again more like figures and whatever. But was that worst goal difference? Scored the least amount of goals. I think they scored thirty-four. Let's have a look at the table. That's no, a lie. Thirty-one. Sorry, scored thirty-one. They got minus thirty-five goal difference. Like they just, and that's all part of it. All part of these players. And you can have Nathan Jones. You can have Hassel. You can have whoever you want in charge. But ultimately, the players on the pitch, like you said, main Lyles playing fullback, right, left, uh, right back, left back, just been terrible. Lavia from Rangers, like Rangers yeah. are what, champ, uh, Arebo, Arebo, yeah, Arebo, championship yeah. level again. Yeah, no, he didn't play a minute. Hasn't played a minute in the Prem and goes to Rangers. Does quite well, but yeah, Todd Cantwell's prime example doesn't get Norwich's team squad. Mm. They're like. Mid-table championship, but he goes there and he's brilliant. Yeah, and he's yeah great. It's a big, they're big clubs up there, but yeah, just the level is not nothing like the Prem. And the last time they said they dropped down to the Premier League <coughs> in 2004, 2005, it took them seven years mm. to get back after hitting rock bottom in League One. Mm. I mean, you'd hope for their sake they don't do a double relegation. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Just, but it's yeah. a big it's summer hard, ahead. It's hard to predict. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge summer, and maybe we'll sort of move on to. The rest of the sides involved, but yeah, that is a that is a massive massive summer. And like you said, they've got loads of young players. Their best player, Warprouse, has to move stay if he wants to stay in the Premier. He can quite easily. Um, I think he's got Tottenham Hotspur written all over him. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, we had to do a swap deal. Just you can have Hoiberg back. <laughs> and we'll, have, we'll have War. We'll have War Prowse. I actually wouldn't mind that. To to move to trans uh to move into the the next segment, we'll end on. So, is it, how do you pronounce the manager's name? Ruben Sellers, isn't it? Ruben Sellers. Stick or twist? If you're if you're the owner. That's yeah. I was thinking earlier when I was doing this. Like, I think they keep him. I think they keep him because he was part. He's been part of the staff, hasn't he? Part of Southampton for like a couple of seasons, doing different roles. But yeah, so like you said, it leads into the next conversation. But I think they. What do you reckon? I think they keep him. Do you? take the risk on a manager with no experience of the championship mm. with unexperienced players it worked with Burnley mm. worked very very well at Burnley but I don't know it's 
I don't. I don't actually know enough about Southampton to make no, to agreed. make that call. But, but is, is that is the same? I would. My gut would say no. Mm. I don't think Ruben. I don't know. I don't think Ruben Sellers is the man to take. He's. It sort of seems that they need. For me, looking at that side, they need a clean cut, mm. completely. Get rid of all the backroom staff that were there. Mm. Let's start fresh again. New ideas. New league. Mm. Going to be new players. Let's. Let's go again. That's how it's. Ha- that's how it ha- that's for me how it should be. If you're doing this new project of signing youth and whatnot, that's yeah. heartbreaking. The same argument is, is with those players. They've got those youngsters. Do they? What those attitudes are those players like? Are they going to want to? Do they think they're better than the championship? Are they going to want to stick it with Southampton and go right? We're going to sort sort ourselves out here and and become a good side again and get back in the paradise. Yeah, it's a. It's a it was a massive risk at the start, and now yeah, it's um. I think they're probably very, very worried about what could happen in the coming seasons. Mm. So from Southampton to a former Southampton manager, Maurizio Pochettino, mm. your your mate. He was my mate, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's been it's been announced really, and everyone sort of it's been it's gone very quiet. I think on on that front, and then suddenly the last couple of days, it's yeah, it's basically he's going to go in, and he probably this summer, if not the end of the season. Yeah, Pochettino to Chelsea. Um, Pochettino become Chelsea's sixth permanent manager in five years following the sacking of Thomas Tuchel and Graham Potter earlier this season. Mm. I think for Chelsea, it's sort of what they need. He's not going to go in there, throw teacups around and no, shout he's not and rock scream. The boat, is he? and no. He's going to go in there with a vision of what he wants. He's got a proven track record of getting young players to a very good yeah. level. And playing good football. Playing attractive time. football, yeah. With fluid formations, mm. doesn't have to be that god awful three five mm. two whatever it is, um, and I think it's a smart decision. It's obviously, I don't know if this is a, is a factor in it, but it's going to be a cheap one because he's out of jo- he's out of a job. Mm. Can they afford to go spend twelve million pound on Grand Potter like they did, <laughs> mm. and then sack him? It's going to be a re- re- relatively cheap one in that in that sense. He's got a big job to do. Yeah, I've got it, but I, I want to say that if he doesn't, if they don't, it sounds stupid, but if he doesn't start and hit the ground running from the very beginning of the season, what well, the, the fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, we really like Pochettino. Yeah, great decision. Like We'll just carry on then. Yeah, the, the pressure there will be even more so than what it was at Tottenham and probably even more so than what it was at PSG. Like they want Chelsea fans expect the best and want success right in, right away There's, hmm. like we always keep saying but they spent over half a billion half a billion and probably even more than that on players alone but managers and staff and all the rest of it and they still got players they've already bought that are coming in the summer Poch is going to come in he's going to want particular players he's going to like dislike current players current members of the uh, squad yeah and this this summer surely they can't just suddenly do a load of new business and oh it's alright we'll We'll buy another like five players you want, uh, Maurizio. It's all good, mate. Like, mm. yeah. So it's gonna, it's it's gonna be. I think it could be very. It's gonna be a very, very not toxic, but yeah, the atmosphere there must be very hard to walk into. I think for Pochettino, and like I said, if he if they aren't good at the start, then or they, do they sack their another manager? Do they get someone else in? It's like, yeah, I don't know what 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 this Chelsea everyone expected. Oh, we got a different Chelsea now. We got Todd Bowley, and it's mm. all it's all good. We're You've got your Chelsea back, but yeah, they're they're no different to what they were. I don't think. Yeah, to follow on from that point and to em- emphasise your point as well, I, you can picture it, can't you? Just say they poor start to the mm. season, 
they're not going to be in Europe, so they've only got obviously mm. the Premier League to focus on. Pochettino are going to be labelled don't want this ex-Spurs manager and yeah. never won anything. Exactly not that. good enough. Exactly is this, that. is that. He's mm. not... Ex- like, they've just gone through that with Potter. Mm. He's obviously a step up from Potter, mm. in my opinion. He needs time to... That club's an absolute mess. Mm. It is an absolute mess. You've got 30-odd players there. A lot of them are there because it's... Who, who wouldn't want to be in their mid-20s, early-20s, whatever, on big money well, in West London... Living, living the time of your life. Mm. You're not gonna be want to. You're not gonna want to move. You're gonna well, have. Sorry to interrupt, but a perfect example is what we joked about before. But Loftus Cheek is a prime yeah. example. He's yeah. just, why would he want to go and play for a Palace, uh, West Ham, whoever? That he's he's more than good enough to go and play for someone else. Fulham, for example. But yeah, he's on a probably ridiculous wage. There is. Yeah, he's happy. He's mm. like you said. He's living in West London, playing for. He's playing for Chelsea. Um, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, e- easily on. I don't know any. Easy on 50k a week, got to be. Easy, yeah. Yeah, he's in, living in West London, got the pick of any house, any nightclub, mm. any girl he wants. Mm. Plays for Chelsea, well, in quote-unquote, yeah, plays exactly. for Chelsea, like yeah, you just did yeah, off, off camera. You couldn't see it, but yeah, I did the inverted commas. <laughs> but then, to counter-argument that, I think there are some players in that team that want to go play. They've got a decision to make with um, Mount. Mm. I think... He, for him, for his sake, he should move. But I think he's a player that Pochettino would want mm. to get his arm round. He's some that he's he's a good player. I think in a good system. So mm. I think someone like Klopp could get a lot out of him in that Liverpool midfield. Mm. Is it time for him to go? I don't know. But someone like Conor, Conor Gallagher, I think he needs to go. He, I think he's got more of a drive about him than Loftus Cheek yeah. has. Agreed. Conor Gallagher could go and play for West Ham. Mm. Not he's going to replace. Not he's not going to replace Rice, but he'll be a very good. Yeah, and loved. He'd be loved somewhere yeah, else because he's yeah. that sort of workhorse. Yeah, like go get. He'll get a couple of goals here and there. He's a player I think has that drive. Mm. Sterling is going to be unsellable, even if they didn't want. I don't know, but he's an unsellable player. Abamyang is just going to pay up his contract. Yeah. What on earth do they do with a hundred million pound Romelu Lukaku? Yeah, but on that as well, like these players, even like Ziyech, Pulisic, all the rest of it, but. Again, it's all reports. It's probably just paper talk and a load of rubbish. But because Pochettino has now been announced or going to be announced, it's suddenly, oh, Pochettino wants Lukaku, but he wants Pulisic. And no, but he wants to get rid of Mount. And like, no one knows these sorts no. of things. And it's probably all rubbish. But exactly what you said, what are they going to do with £100 million Lukaku? Yeah. Because a lot of these players that you've just <laughs> mentioned, Pulisic and Ziyech, it sounds silly saying it out loud, but they're sort of, they are also unsellable assets in the mm. fact that they're all going to be on a minimum 100k mm. a week no Premier League team is going to pay you that no well, stop. No foreign team is going to pay mm. you that No way. and no Premier League team is going to be able to want to pay you that and then afford a, a, um, a transfer fee on top of that so that's why you get a lot of these loans now Yeah. that a lot of the foreign clubs okay we'll pay you £6 million for the loan and 20% of your salary that's well, it's, it's, again go back to it Lukaku's a perfect example mm. like for now Chelsea and Chelsea football club Chelsea fans have just totally forgot about Lukaku 8 forgot, million pound it cost yeah. out, 8 million pound on loan fee yeah. forgot that they paid 100 million pound for him so okay, we'll just quickly loan him out <laughs> outside out of mind and he's, he's alright when he, when he comes back but then exactly what I'm saying they've got they've spent all that money they've got still got players coming in that have loan players returning Pochettino's got to go in there and sort out that horrible horrible mess yeah it's Talking about now, I think, well, I just I wouldn't want to be doing it at all. They've got a sixty-seven million pound left back who is awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, the list goes like Mendy's come out and they're saying that they might get rid of him, but 
because he he wants to leave because he wants 170k a week. Like, what's he on now? Then he must be on yeah. 100, 120, 130, whatever. He, that's ridiculous. Well, they'll say Matt wants 300k. And that was like a, because <laughs> he's contract. <laughs> yeah. But then this is where yeah. clubs and I also will also always back the player mm. in this situation where if the club has let your contract run down, that's then you are yeah. in your well in your rights to say right give me £300,000 mm. or I will leave and then you'll have to buy someone because a player's career is always max. If you're a top, top, if you're a top, top draw player, mm. just say 17 to 37. Just say that for example. It's mm. 20 years. And that's, yeah. You need to make, it, yeah. you need, yeah, that is pushing it. You yeah. need to, fit, say 15 years then mm. for 20 to 35, uh, mm. for 20 to 35 you need to make as much money as you can mm. in that 15, in that 15 years because then you're never ever going to earn that money again no and that that is your career so most people at 35 in a normal job are like getting to their like they're only they're, going up they're yeah. only going up mm-hmm. by the time they hit like 60 mm. 60 or that's when they're at their peak and mm. when they yeah but for a footballer it is completely different and if the money's there go get it yeah cuz a lot of other players are getting paid God knows we're doing a lot less. Mm. And if you're at a club like Chelsea, then go make the most of it. Yeah, and, and again, that's why players like Loftus-Cheek <laughs> stick around because they know if they were to leave, it would be to someone less than Chelsea. May, I, I believe like a few years ago, he was on the up and he was his stock was quite high. But now he knows that if he was to leave, he's going to a lesser club, they're going to pay him less. So I'm just going to stick with Chelsea. They're going to keep giving me a contract. Mm. So yeah, that is a... It's a bit of a mess there. And they've been say. suckers, Chelsea, for years of always loaning players out. Mm. And then all, but as soon as they loan them, they sign a new deal just so they can try and sell them the next year. But it yeah. never works. Bashwai was a perfect example mm. until this year. They finally got rid of him on a free. Um, but moving on from Chelsea. Yeah. Leeds. Big <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Uh, so Brilliant Big Sam. The paper talk has it. We don't know if it's true or not. He's getting paid 100 grand per game. And then between 2.5 and 3 mil, he keeps them up. <laughs> <laughs> which 100k a week four for four game five games whatever it is is whatever yeah the 2.5 mil is is absolutely nothing to Leeds if if they start keeps yeah, him yeah, up yeah, yeah he could <clears throat> he can't now because they're in the relegation zone but he could have hypothetically lost all five games and kept him up mm. That Everton win against Brighton is the biggest cat amongst pigeons yeah they, like I bet the teams at the bottom are few because that is Brighton too fair but I, I, th- yeah. I honestly think that's going to keep Everton up now. Yeah, I'm quickly on the sort of talk about as it as it goes, I suppose. But yeah, I think the but as it is the bottom three, I think the relegation is set. Forrester on 34 points, Everton 32. I think Everton, Everton and Forest, if they win one, it's a very easy thing saying, much harder to do. But if they win one of their last two each, they're they're absolutely fine. But I think even Forest on 34 could stay up with that. I think Forrester okay. Everton have on paper. The best fixtures, yeah. Wolves at home and Wolves away. Bournemouth Wolves home. away, yeah. Sorry, Wolves Bournemouth away. Home. You'd hope well, Wolves have got a very, very good record under mm. Lopatelli at Molyneux, but you'd hope Wolves, for Everton's sake, are on their holiday. Exactly. Yes, it's that sort of time of year, isn't it? It's where it, things happen that shouldn't happen. Basically, Wolves yeah. are, will be done. Bournemouth, obviously. I'll talk again. Talk about them later, but they're done. They're, mm. they're home and hose. Yeah, and if you ever need a two-nil win, oh. Bournemouth's your team. Yeah. And yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's last win was Bournemouth for yeah. some reason, but. <laughs> Yeah, Bournemouth home for Dice last game of the season's uh that is a that's a must win I think. Mm. But a very nice a very nice game to have. But yeah, Leicester on thirty points. They've got Liverpool as we speak. 
I'll check the score, actually. Four minutes gone. Uh, Newcastle away. Then they've got West Ham at home. Leeds, 31 points. West Ham away. Spurs at home. And uh, to be honest, even if... I think if Leeds win one of those, I still believe Everton have, will win one of those, one of their last two, and Forrest will do the same. So, If Leeds are still in it, I think Leeds are still in it with a chance. They'll beat you final day. Oh, without doubt. Because if I've ever seen a team on the holidays, it's, <laughs> it's sort of hot spur. The mighty Spurs. Especially away from home. They just don't even turn up anymore. No. Um, but Leeds away at West Ham, it's a shame for in a Leeds set that it's this weekend. If it was last weekend, it would have yeah. a way winner of it because... Yeah. If there was ever a home banker of Brentford beating yeah, West Ham in between down. a two-legged game, who made I think it made ten changes, didn't they? Or I think nine changes, was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. They still had some good players, but yeah, had a total yeah, mismatch. The, the, mismatch. The mind is on that, yeah, of course, European, of course. and that's what you'd hope if they got through. Right, that's they're all going to be partying, yeah, blah blah, yeah, yeah. and then you know the the crusade it comes down yeah. and leads going to be well up for a game. Yeah. They played quite well against Newcastle, to be fair. Yeah, they drew, didn't they? It sounds mm. like they got battered, but. Yeah, they drew the game, but I've got here Leeds, no winning five. Leicester, one winning five. Just, yeah. I, like I said, I do think the bottom three as it is, I, I think they'll be going. Do you think a loss is a good decision? Bad decision? Or? Again, I just, I just think it's that same sort of thing you said earlier. It's just panic, isn't it? And as a whole, I think the clubs that have hired and fired, and we we spoke about it recently, but, or a few weeks back, about the this year the Premier League has sacked the most and got new... new Got the most new managers in one season, and fourteen. I think, yeah, I just think the the hiring fire in this season has been more more than ever because of the the basis of the the people are aware of the what a Premier League status means and the money involved, and yeah, just simply they would owners were fearing a drop and understand the financial implications of it all and the value of their league and even finishing fifteenth instead of sixteenth. Like it's that it's got mm. that down to that small details that yeah, I just I just think they're panicking and. Yeah, Sam Allardyce, he's rubbing his hands together. He doesn't. Ultimately, he probably sounds horrible to you, but he doesn't care. He he's fuck, he's not worried. He's absolutely yeah. not worried. And probably very. I know Hodgson might like Palace, enjoys being there, but that's an easy, easy job for him. Easy, they, they weren't. They weren't going down. It. Yeah, they weren't going down anyway. Um, and similar Leicester with Dean Smith. I mean, I think he might be their permanent manager and for the foreseeable, but it's just a panic moment. It's just mm. a, yeah, who can we get old? Oh, there's Dean Smith. There's like all these sort of names. Yeah, I just think. A big panic from all those sides. This is a mad stat I found out this afternoon doing some research. Eric Ten Hag is currently the ninth longest serving manager in the Premier League. How <laughs> mad is he? He started the season. Yeah, he's done not even a full season yet. Yeah. He's in the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. you just touched on, 14 Premier League managers lost their job this season. Last year was 10. And it's like you said, I think it's only going to get... Could only get... But like it was... What has made this season so interesting... Especially, it was up until two, three weeks ago, you would say, M- maybe a bit longer, from 20th to like 12th. Palace were, Palace were 11th, from there. Palace mm. were 12th, for that, and they got dragged into a relegation yeah. battle. So and their, yeah, their manager lost their job because they thought they were going to relegate. Yeah. They were 12th. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think they're probably still 12th now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and I don't think they've moved. Let's have a look at the table. I think they are. I've got it on the back page from where. Let's have a look. They are. Yeah, 12th. <laughs> Palace, Crystal Palace 12th. <laughs> On 43 points. <laughs> so Hodgson has played eight games, five wins, one draw, two losses, and he's still 12. Yeah, like, and he's still 12. What a shock. <laughs> mm. 
he's actually done a bloody good job he has there. Yeah, they've but, been alright, but yeah. He's played they easy. They, they, everyone knew yeah. this run of games was coming and... Yeah. I don't know. Long as Patrick Vieira, please stay away from the Emirates because he's come there. You know, please stay away from Arsenal games mm. being a pundit. He's you, on the punch, isn't he? He's but, definitely sniffing around a new job. No, but he's been there for the City game, lost. Been mm. there for the Brighton game, lost. And was there for the uh, draw? Southampton game, draw. Mm. Like, stop coming these games. They normally, yeah, but they normally say, don't they, when they're doing a bit of punch, and then suddenly they pop up a job. And that happened with Robbie Keane, to be fair. He was on, yeah. the, on the panel, and then he's he's helping uh, Big Sam. So. Yeah, because old, um, what's his name? Little rat bag is in a... Yeah, Sammy Levy. He's on jury service. But he's gutted. <laughs> getting paid yeah, peanuts yeah, to do you that. Think he would have been... He's yeah. missed out on his on his cut of three yeah. mil. And that is... We laugh, but that is actually genuine. He would be getting... What is it, I think it's is it below minimum wage or minimum wage for the, or a day's like stipend for the I don't know. for the jury service and yeah he's actually missing out on like t- tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds because that's be like Sammy Lee is not getting another job in England no, no, <laughs> ever, apart yeah. from being Sam Ilas's yeah assistant oh, it's very funny Dean Smith I think is a horrific appointment oh, so Rogers we said it at the time, didn't we, Rogers like? maybe needed to have gone mm. but not Dean Smith like no and. We said time, but like, Dean Smith, like, everyone was like, oh, keep him up, like, what, Willie, what, what do you mean? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Dean Smith, ru- absolute rubbish. They're another club. We won't go into as depth as in, um, as we have for Southampton, but what on earth's happened there the last, over the summer, where you had Smarkle leaving, you had mm. all these experienced players, not, uh, I think, who I can't remember who else left now, but there was just a, it seemed like a lot of the, that title winning team had finally mm. was dispersed. Yeah. And it just didn't seem like plucky old Leicester anymore. No. Where and we said it, I, I, I went on about them at the start, but they, yeah, they didn't replace any of those. They brought in one centre off that, the Wolf House or Face, or whatever mm. his name is. Um, yeah, yeah, that was it. They didn't sign anyone. Yeah, they didn't bring anyone in to replace these certain players. And yeah, they just totally, like I said earlier about Southampton, there was a slight decline of results and scores and whatever, losses in seasons and goals conceded, all the rest of it. But Leicester were. Quite good pushing for Europe. They were won the FA Cup. Rodgers had two European campaigns for them, and suddenly this year they just totally collapsed and they totally imploded. And it's one. It's a very strange one. It's one of those you can't really explain, I suppose. But I mean, a big a big <clears throat> point for Leicester was they've basically not had Jamie Vardy all year, mm. and Jamie Vardy has been a world class striker. Mm. I'll, I'll go out and limit and say it's been world class for them since the season they won the league. Up until maybe eighteen months ago, he was scoring twenty goals a season in the toughest league in this league to do it. Got a couple of golden boots. I think he's got one a Premier League, and, one an FA Cup, and not even for a top top team. No, and he was a terror to play against. Like, doesn't matter if you were Thiago Silva or you were Titus Bramblewalk. Yeah. I don't know Bednarak, whatever. He treated you with no respect. Mm. He would chase after every ball. Nasty player to play against. Like, he was just a very very good player, yeah. and Leicester to have that player. If he was, I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, but all the other players that were good have no affiliation to Leicester, like Mares. Mm. If he if he was Spanish or whatever, he wouldn't be there. He would have left. But I think he felt that affiliation of them by being the first million pound non league player they signed, and yeah. he wanted to grow with them. But he would if he was banging in twenty five goals, he wouldn't be playing. Arsenal tried to get him after won the league, and he turned them down. Mm. But. Yeah, it's training. Like everyone keeps saying, they've got good players. They've got Madison, Tiedemann's when he's fit, and they they have got good players. But 
for, yeah, for like I said, for whatever reason, they've just totally fell apart this year, haven't they? And it was good that they kept Madison and they thought, oh, right, we're going to go, got to keep these players, and they've done that, but yeah, it's just they've just been awful, and they absolutely awful. I mean, like I said, they are good players, but it does look to me when the going's got tough, they've just yeah, just packed it just in, packed they? it in. Like Madison's one of them players who's pretty on the eye to watch mm-hmm. here and there, but is he is he a bit like um, a Wilfred Zaha? There must be a reason no one else has. Mm-hmm gone for him like really seriously pursued that player and thought is it something to do with his attitude is it something that he doesn't I don't know if he doesn't work hard enough Tillemans is I wanted them in the summer but watching him this season he looks like he can't get up and down a pitch <laughs> and that's no red that didn't yeah. even didn't touch him but and he's going for a free in the summer mm-hmm. his contract expires and you don't you never know dude they might have underlying injuries and yeah. certain things like that but yeah I don't know they've just been shocking haven't they absolutely shocking and like you said I think they're they're done for. They lose tonight against Leicester, against Le- against yeah. Liverpool. It's nil nil currently. Only ten ten or so in. Twelve minutes in. So, which I wouldn't be surprised at all if they did. No, nah, yeah, Liverpool on a good bit of run, a bit of form. Sorry, so yeah, and then um, well, moving on from Leicester, but there's lo- like we said, there's a few teams mm. all over the place with managers. Like we said, Chelsea currently got a temporary manager of um, Lampard, but Spurs are in the same situation. Got bloody Ryan <laughs> Mason in charge. Just cu- basically kind of last couple last couple of days about. Nogsman basically telling us he doesn't want to join us. Spurs then coming out first and saying, "Oh no, we we want to go in another direction." All the rest of it, but yeah, it was just an absolute mess at Tottenham as well. Is there any room for Mason getting it full time? I would hope not. I really would hope not. <laughs> I've got the not the odd, not the actual odds, but the list. This is from favourite, and it goes down. And it goes on, but Arnie Slot, the final manager, Brennan Rogers. Javi Lonzo, Thomas Frank, Graham Potter, then Ryan Mason, Anz Postacoglu from Celtic, uh, Ruben Amarin from Sporting Lisbon, and Pochettino was in there, but obviously yeah. that doesn't count anymore. And the list goes on, this company, all, all other names, the uh, Frankfurt managers thrown in there, all with it, but yeah, we I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Any other names that you fancy? No, not at all. Not at all. Javi Lonzo? No, no. Why? Why? What's like Xavi Lonzo? Who would have thought him playing for Liverpool at, against us and then? No, is that later? not? Uh, I no. don't know. As a neutral, I think oh, that's a little bit exciting. I don't know why. I just I would like. Not I wouldn't. I would not. I would like, but I'd rather see. Out of all those names, I didn't even say him, but I think company coming in would be that bit of excitement for me. I think, but yeah, Xavi Lonzo, no way. If Brendan Rodgers or they give it to Mason, I'll just give my ticket back. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers, oh, oh, that you, I know exactly. If Rodgers got the job, I can tell you exactly how your season will go. He will get you going really well. You'll start well. If you're in any sort of European competition, you'll probably start winning games. Mm. You'll probably win. I don't know, like all. It'll be one of them things that you win in all competitions because there'll be a lot of Carling Cup, mm. Europa League games there. Probably win like ten games on the trot. All go well. And it'll always happen like he always does. It always ends in tears with Rogers. Nah, it just it always happens. Like, but he will start off like this, <laughs> and he gets everyone going, and then mm. everyone believes in Brendan again. Yeah. And he's this, he's that. Well, why has he never been given a really top job since Liverpool? The same thing will happen, and then Brendan comes crum- crumbling down. No, yeah, we can't. If he gives it to Rogers, or if they give it to Ryan Mason, and all joking aside, that we are Tottenham like we are a huge club in the world of football whether you like us hate us love us whatever we are massive but we can't have Ryan Mason <laughs> no, Ryan no, Mason no 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 cannot be the manager head coach whatever you call him 
he cannot be Tottenham's manager permanent basis he can't be no not even interim anymore now because no no he's done and he's a and he's not even like he's not a Tottenham legend like he played for us for a bit and he was bang average like below average probably he solved a hole yeah he played he played against Arsenal and like put a few tackles in because he was Tottenham boy all the rest of it but yeah he's not I mean, he's just a nice person and he's been around the club coaching I'm sure he's a brilliant coach with youth at the moment and he might he might go on to be a great manager but no right Mason just yeah, don't, don't leave you whatever you do don't do that because you've whatever you're doing you've messed it up for three years if not longer yeah you just can't make it worse by putting Ryan Mason in charge talking of Rogers I was chatting I was actually you'd, I actually think if you were with me yesterday on the train home you would have been pleasantly surprised there was a um, so at Stratford yesterday we got the it was trains running every half an hour mm. at uh, from Stratford back to Chelmsford it was on the it was at 14 or at 44 and we got to Stratford at 46 so missed the train by two minutes Oof. as the train pulled in so next one's 14 okay chat away and then um guy behind me goes, oh, you've blown it, haven't you? And I was like, oh, <laughs> God, here we go. Turn around. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry to see it, boys. I was, I was rooting for you. I was like, oh, I like to chat. And he goes, oh, I'm just on the way up from Brentford. I'm a Big West big West Ham fan. He was proper like, be weird. Oh, he was, he but he honestly... Did he have a tat on his calf? No, no, he was, he was fully clubbed. <laughs> He was one of the nicest blokes I think I've ever met. Like he was just, and he knew his knowledge. He mm. didn't chat rubbish, rubbish or anything. Mm. He was very honest and was like, "We're West Ham. We're historically we're not very good." Yeah. Um. Blah blah blah. But he was very level level headed, and yeah. I didn't even notice. It got to like twenty past twenty past eight, and I was like, "Where's this train?" Cancelled. So we were there on the whole platform till. And then the train turned up at quarter two, so we were there for a whole hour, With and him. then and then on the journey home, and we just didn't stop talking, talking Good. football the whole time. West that Ham, few and far between, and he was honestly, it was him and his mate, mm. and there were probably sixty. Mm. It was cla- he was classic West Ham because he was. Yeah, um, yeah. He goes, I got. He goes West Ham home and away. And my dad was like, well, "What do you do? Like marry kids?" He goes, "Oh, well." I'm divorced. <laughs> uh, my kids are a lot older than a lot are all old now, so they're at home. I don't have to look after them. I got a girlfriend now. I don't really see. Um, <laughs> so I'm a lorry driver, so I can re- work when I want, and mm. I work. I work around West Ham, so that's, all, that's all that matters. Because I don't have all. The, I don't ever go on holiday. Mm. My holiday is going to going to Amsterdam to watch mm. uh, AZ versus. I spend all my annual leave on going to West Ham away games. That's what I do. That's what I spend money on. Mm. But he was so level headed about it. And I did ask him the question about Moyes, and he goes, "Yeah, I think regardless if they win the league, win, win league, <laughs> win the conference league, yeah, it's time for Moyes to part ways." That's why I got a got a question about West Ham life after Moyes, and but yeah, obviously, like you said, you spoke to you're on the on the ground with a a solid West Ham fan who's although said, he did spoil oh himself, God, oh God. he did spoil himself with one thing. I, I, and I asked him, "What about Rogers?" He says, "Nah." Not really for me. He goes, I've seen a rumour doing the rounds who I would quite like. And this is the only thing he did spoil himself on, and oh, I'm sorry for listening. Who did he say? He goes, I think we should go and get Conte. <laughs> no, you're doing so well. As he said, Conte, he went, Irons! And then ran <laughs> off the train. Oh. I tried to keep a straight face, and I was like, mm. I said, nah, come on. No, no. He, he's done in England now. He Come on, he can't no. go anywhere else, can he? Oh, he's not. Like, and he's not, but he's not even going to like, I'm not being funny. He, You could tell... And I mean this in the most respectful way to Spurs. 
you could see how hard, how stressful he found it at Spurs because the lowest. That's the lowest because he go. couldn't go and yeah. spend all his money. He couldn't yeah. go do what he wanted oh, to do. He's never going to West Ham. He then can't go even further down to no. to West Ham. West Ham are simply aren't going to pay him enough anyway. There's no, it's just not. It's no, but you're not, not even do it. They could pay him enough, but they're not going to give him enough money to spend what he wants. No, no, can't. Yes, never happened. And he didn't really give an answer if he wanted, but. Rogers at West Ham yeah, suits perfect. It does. Absolutely it just, it just absolutely fits ideal. Yeah. They'll be good for a couple, like you said, a couple seasons. They'll they'll get the ump. They'll probably get Moyes back. So. Yeah, and he can get his hard-working Gallagher in there. And yeah, I don't know, yeah. Other players. Maybe some of the players from Leicester. Yeah. Put Watface in there with... I don't know who else they got. I th- yeah, I do think... I think they might get rid of Moyes after the season. Depending on... Well, no, not depending on the Europe at all. But, yeah, I think they'll... He's done. I thought he'd got. They would have got rid of him months ago, but I think yeah, Europe saved him for the season, mm. and um, yeah, they'll, they'll change in the summer. I mean, fair play to Jonas for sticking with him, mm. and he's got them safe. And if he did go win him a European Cup, like he's up there, buddy, best manager of yeah, the ever. They'd be a messiah. Like, yeah, messiah. Moise Asterix be... next to the European Cup, but yeah. So this was then what we chat about. He goes to be fair, like we all know it's it's Mickey Mouse and whatnot, but I think like you said as well. He goes, you're telling me, as football fans who love your club, you're going to turn down a party in Prague mm. to lift the European Cup. No, oh, of course we're going. No. Yeah, yeah. Of course we're going to celebrate it. And he goes, and this was where he'd be very honest, we're West Ham. We finished fifth and sixth in the last two years. That's absolutely unheard of. Mm. We're in Europe now, so we've got to make the most of it. And to get into the Europa League, and that's effectively finishing fifth or sixth, mm. the equivalent of, is absolutely nothing. And to win a trophy on the way, like... Yes, please. He goes, you, you, and he did make a valid point. He goes, you saw Jose Mourinho last this time last year winning it with Roma, running around like it was Champions mm. League, and he had his three out, yeah, his three fingers yeah, out, yeah. saying Europa League, Conference League, mm. and he's got him, he's got them all tattooed on his arms. Mm. Like he, oh, he obviously thinks it means something. So he said, why can't it mean anything to us West Ham fans? I said, Fair enough. Mm. But yeah, no, and, uh, but probably ends that little manager. I, don't, I haven't got any other managers to talk about as such in teams, but no. Just more that maybe the teams like a Brentford, a Brighton, they've got yes. Well, it's probably in the same asset as Brighton, but they have their system, the way they run the club, and they have their recruitment and their foundations, all the rest. And they've Brentford have found Frank and it's worked, and they're carrying on. And Brighton were doing that with Potter, but circumstances were taken out of, out of their control, and they had to mm. change. And they basically found a like for like as such, and maybe slightly better than Potter, and they got to Zerbi, but. Yeah, it seems to be working for those sort of clubs, but then, yeah, in and around them, it's just some of the teams and clubs are run absolutely all, all terribly at the moment. Yeah, well, a little bit off topic. I remember I said at the um, the weekend to Ben, his Man United fan, it's embarrassing for me, the, the gross incompetence of people at high-level jobs that are so bad at their jobs. Mm. So, Man United, for a quick example, I won't go on for too long. You've got the last three years, they signed Igalo, tried to sign Anatovic and ended up with Weghorst. Mm. Manchester United's head of recruitment, head of transfers, one of the biggest jobs in the country. And that's what you come up with. <laughs> horrific. Yeah, Absolutely awful. horrific. And that obviously that filters down to... You've got all people in these jobs making these awful decisions, mm. but that's just one example. And they just move on to the next club whoever wants mm. them, yeah. But no, I think that's a, a good end... Good end to the um, to manager. Hopefully, well, for your sake, you don't end up with Ryan Mason. Oh, no, we can't have Mason. No way. Mason or Lampard, come on. If you had to. Oh, Mason. Heads yeah, on the yeah. block. Mason, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan. 
<laughs> but no, we can't. We'll find someone, but yeah. <clears throat> right, let's move on to team of the week. So we did double poll. Um, Nick Pope and David Hedaya for me was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek. Because yeah. <laughs> like you mentioned last week, mm. this man has the most clean sheets yeah. in the league. Was it number 15 he got the weekend? Yeah, it must be, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Nick Pope obviously played well against um, Leeds and saved yeah. the Bamford penalty. Great save again. Mm. I think Pope came out on top yeah, of Yeah, Pope, 78%. 78%. So, yeah. But like you said, the hail, not that people would probably realise, but yeah, another clean mm. sheet and a bit of a joke from our end. But yeah, Pope, again, like you said, good penalty save, 78%. And then we went for two defenders, actually, that you, you saw live in the flesh. Mm. Dunk and Estepinion, is it? Mm. Estepinion, yeah. They, especially Dunk, was absolutely superb. Like, mm. he was just colossal. And I was thinking, watching that game, what on earth is... Uh, so I mean I haven't watched them all the time but what is on earth is Southgate thinking watching that performance and thinking Harry Maguire who doesn't mm. play is a better option than him Eric Dyer who does play who's awful is a better option Yeah, uh, he was his ball playing at the back was mm. unbelievable again the stats don't I don't don't necessarily mean a lot but he's completed the most passes out of anyone in the Premier League like you think who of, dunk yeah dunk has out of oh anyone my god yeah. You think of Arsenal, the amount of possession they have, all the players that get on the ball. City, City yeah, exactly. Prime example, yeah. And even but, Liverpool, I know Liverpool haven't been good, but they're renowned mm. for being a, a dominant mm. team. But yeah, Dunk's completed the most passes. Mm. Yes, it's slightly easier as a centre-half. and But yeah, I thought that's quite impressive, really. And Estepinion as well was up and down. He got booked reasonably early on, mm. and he thought, he's getting up against Saka, yeah, he's one of the, the best wingers in the league. He, mm. He's going to attack him, and he's. you would think... Probably me being a bit of a lazy lazy analysis here. I'm assuming he's better going forward than he is defensively. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. think something is he more of a wing back than he is? I don't know. That's probably me being lazy, not knowing too much about it. But he was on the front foot tackles, and he ended up getting an assist for the first goal and get and scoring the third. And like I said you can't get much better than that clean sheet goal and assist for a fullback. Whilst you want midfield, we got went for Gundogan. Did he score? Did he get an assist or just a goal? Two goals and assist. Oh, two goals, wasn't it? Bloody hell. Mm. Didn't do my he scored that absolute waldy of the first goal. It was like a overhead. Mm, he like fired and then just yeah. flicked it, didn't he, in the corner, yeah. And then he scored a free kick. No, sorry, get, yeah. get, I forget the free kick. Was and then he set up, he made the put in the cross for um, Haaland. Yeah, and, Eze, and Eze next to him as well. Got another double. Yes, another good week weekend for Palace and Hodgson, wasn't it? And then we had a, a three-way tie for the um, three-way vote, sorry, for the striker. It was mm. Callum Wilson, Raheem Sterling, and I'll let you pronounce the last person's I name. I don't know his first name, but we'll go over Wanyi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, Wanyi came out on top 70%. I was glad he did, because that's who mm. I voted for. Yeah, I did. And my re- I don't know what your reasoning was. I was scoring two goals away at Stanford Bridge. It's more of Impressive than what the other two did. Yeah, agree. But I thought he, I think he's he scored a brace last week as well. So he scored, yeah, two yeah, goals back, two two goals back to back. Was it Brighton or was it Leicester? Uh, home to Southampton when it four three. Both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he, I think he's awful. <laughs> I think he's a terrible footballer. But <laughs> he scored twice at Stamford Bridge. So yeah. That but yeah, that's the team. Pope, the fan vote. Dunk and Estepinian. Gundogan and Eze, and then a one year again in the fan vote. So that's our team of the week. Perfect. Right, do you want to start with your winner? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll take away the winner and loser, and I've got. I've gone for Bournemouth this week. Bournemouth FC as a whole, and like I said, they secured their survival. I'm pretty sure the weekend this season after a result, they didn't win, but they're 
the results went their way and picking up results, recent results along the way. But more for their their social media team. They released a video, I think over the weekend or today or something, and basically all the pundits, ex-pros, all the podcasters who discuss football, and of them, um, and yeah, all of them, sorry, and even myself, I think Tate even had them in the bottom three, maybe. Did you have Bournemouth? No. Uh, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. No, it, was, yeah. it was, no, because I thought Scott Parker managed to them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we all, we all, a lot of people said they'd be relegated and I think that was fair at the time I also said I, like mm. I said they I said they would be relegated again which is fair and before they're a, they're a small club they've got mm. very very little funds they've got Scott Parker in charge um, but yeah and then after removing Parker early on and leaving O'Neill in charge they've stayed up and if you've not seen the video go and find their Twitter or Instagram where it's very funny of all the people basically saying that yeah Bournemouth are down People saying I will never make a video again. I'll never talk yeah. about football again. All sorts. So, yeah, fair play to Bournemouth. Stayed up and quite comfortably stayed up. So, yeah, my win of the week, Bournemouth FC. Oh, quite one. Um, my win of the week is Peterborough. Ooh. So, I went actually went to Friday night with my granddad at his house, um, just for dinner, a couple of beers, and I thought there's a Friday night game on Sheffield Wednesday versus uh, Pe- Peterborough. Sorry, at home mm. versus Sheffield Wednesday. First game of the playoffs in League One. League One. League yeah. one. I love football, but I do not watch much League One football. <laughs> I can I can be quite honest there. Mm. I, thought, I don't really know what to expect here, but uh, l- let's put the game on it. Let's watch it. Sheffield Wednesday finished third on 96 points, I believe. Record number of points not to be promoted mm-hmm. with Peterborough finishing sixth on the final day, finishing 19 point points mm. below. They won 4-0 Peterborough, and I was so impressed with the football. They were, honestly, it was like watching a Premier League team. That, the amount of triangles they were creating, mm. playing out from the back, Olay football. Some of the goals they scored, like the third goal was a joke. Mm. Like they about 10, 15 passes in together, played out wide, little counter-attack, played it over, crossed it in, header, thumping header. I was like, yeah, it, it, was, it was so entertaining. Yeah. And it was it was a bit sad for the Sheffield Wednesday fans watching it, and they were like, what has gone on? Yeah, like, yeah. We have smashed it all season, 90 yeah. points, and we've just finished. <clears throat> we just lost 4-0 to 6th. Like, mm. But I was, just, no, I was just so impressed with Peterborough. And, you know, it's the fourth time that uh, Darren Ferguson's gone, the, gone back now. Is it? It's the manager, and he's thinking he's going to have him to the end of the season. It's been there four times. Yeah, they, they, they do <laughs> go up and down a lot from mm. League One Championship back down. But, yeah, I saw that result. It was quite, like you said, Sheffield Wednesday, they messed it up basically towards mm. the end of the season. They they really should have gone up. But, mm. yeah, like, like that only happens to the third place, mm. the team that sneak in, like we said last week, I think, about the playoffs. But... Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, if you wanted to have it for League One football, that was it. That was fantastic. Yeah, Do you want to go over loser of the week? Yes, my loser of the week. Um, I actually found that I was quite pissed on Saturday night. <laughs> and I was scrolling through Twitter. I think I was in a beer garden somewhere. I don't know what I was doing. But um, it was a charity football match playing on the Sunday. And it was, uh, I can't remember who tweeted out the, the post or whatever. And it was Tottenham Hotspur versus Celebrity Charity Game at Bishop Stortford. Team of Spurs, Spurs players, some Spurs legends in there. I think Keane, uh, Robbie Keane was in there, Ledley King, uh, Eunice Cabal, uh, Red Nat was the manager. Mm. Berbatov, I think, was even there. Yeah, yeah, Defoe, um, Harrelson, yeah, I've mm. seen it, Dawson, they're yeah. all there, yeah. And then you had a celebrities team, which had the likes of Mark Wright in there. Yaya Torre was also mm. in there. Um, trying to think, Joe Cole was in there. Yeah, DJ Spoonie was in there, I think. Couple of players. Uh, the guy had just come off Love Island, Ron Hall. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, a few. Luca Bish, who's like yeah. a Tottenham fan, all from Love Island again. But yeah. 
And there was also a name on there. I thought, hmm. <laughs> for someone who gives it on Talk Sport very, very often for being Spurs are my club, we're Spurs, like all this. How come you're not playing on the Spurs team, Mr. Jamie O'Hara? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you're stuck in the celebrity team of a charity match against Spurs. And I thought, that's how much none of your fans actually care about you or think you're any part of Spurs. Yeah, yeah that was my we'll lose the week. Jamie O'Hara playing in a, playing for the, the celebrities game, playing the celebrities team against Spurs. Yeah, very good. <laughs> well, you've gone for an ex-Spurs player. I've gone for an ex-Arsenal player. Yeah, I think um, I know who yours is. yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of you listening might have heard it today, but I chose my loser of the week from this morning, basically. And, yeah, Martin Keown, basically, after his huge head loss on TalkSport this morning, he was moaning about Martin Tyler, and he was saying that Martin Tyler's such a biased commentator and he should never never commentate an Arsenal game again, blah, blah, blah. Um, bearing in mind, we have to deal with Alan Smith on commentary, Ian Wright on punditry, Keown on TalkSport, Laura Woods on TalkSport, Neville bang on about Man United, Carragher when it's Liverpool, and the list goes on and on. And these players, Ian Wright, for example, I don't, I quite enjoy his punditry. Alan Smith, I despise him. I do think he's biased as anything. But yeah, Keown just talking absolute rubbish. Absolutely lost his whole face. Um, and he was talking about Arsenal's injuries, and he was saying, "What did he say about Man? Because Man City won, that put Arsenal in a bad place, and that that he said that was unfair. Um, but they beat a terrible Everton side." who everyone knew, I'm sure Saka knew, I'm sure Arteta knew that City would win that game 100%. Um, and yeah, that was he labelled that as the worst thing that happened to them. He also said it's been tough for Arsenal. Well, I'm sure it's even tougher for the likes of Southampton, who have won six games all season. Tough for Fulham, who've had the best striker arguably ever for eight games. Tough for Bournemouth, who should be a League One side, surviving in Prem. That's tough. He just He was using every excuse... Um, and he just totally lost it. He threw the pen in anger and was having an argument with Jim White. And Simon Jordan was winding him up. I thought it was brilliant. But and on that though, I've never minded Keon and talks, but I always thought he was pretty calm and composed. I might not always agree with what he says, but this morning he just lost his whole face, um, and all because Arsenal have messed it up. And yeah, Martin Keown, my loser of the week. See, I've never actually been particularly fond of Martin Keown. I just, but that was a prime example. Like I said, I don't. I actually disagree with a lot of Arsenal takes on there from Arsenal mm. fans who just can't see the bigger picture of what's mm. happened. Yeah, okay, we've mucked up, but let's look at what's happened and don't mm. make don't make stupid excuses like City played first against Everton. Yeah, okay, like if we played Everton, are awful. Mm. And yeah, that's the thing. You you knew. I know you. You're watching. You're like, come on, come on. There's, the more it goes yeah, on, there's hope. Yeah, but you, there's you, hope. But you know, realistically, yeah, like, come on, exactly. You all knew that Man City were going to win that game, and like you said, but I'm sure Arsenal played before Man City this year and, and won the game. So, yeah, I don't know. And they're just, it was just the comment of the bias. I just thought mm. like that is so just wrong. Like, that is so bad. That is such a terrible, terrible comment to make. And for example, we're listening to you, Martin Keown, who you are played for Arsenal. You're on Talk Sport. So what? You like you you are biased. I know you try not to be, but you are. Mm. And we Darren Campbell was on Talksport talking to Laura Woods, and they get Jamie Hart, who used to be from Tottenham. So it's all part. Of it. it all makes the show and different pundits. They all make television, and it's exciting to watch sometimes. But yeah, I just I just thought yeah, what a div. The one thing I will always disagree on you about is is not Alan Smith as his punish or whatever because. But I just find his voice so soothing no, to listen no. to. I know you really don't like it. Honestly, no. I could listen to an Alice Smith podcast <laughs> talk about like animals and the moon and space. 
just the way he talks is just if his voice no. is so velvet. <laughs> it's it's lovely to listen to. I don't know how he's got away with it though. Like, not as no, but I think honestly, I think oh. that's why. I think he's got. So he's actually got. If you take away your yeah, 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 take away your dislike for him, the pure sound. But of listen his to his voice. Mm. I think he could actually. Um, hold a candle to Freddie Bourne's podcasting <laughs> yeah, they voice. Could, they, maybe just get them to talk. Yeah, get them to talk it. and I could fall asleep perfectly yeah, to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I agree with that one. I haven't watched the video but I've seen the little screen grab on that. And I it's just picture what he's like because he's just... Yeah. Is it, and like I said, he's normally like, oh, well, when you listen, it's normally very calm and he's... Like I said, it might not agree but he's got his points and he, he talks about it, whatever else, him and Simon Jordan go at it but... Yeah, if you watch it, it's only like a 10-minute video. It's actually worth the watch because you see, obviously, how he's feeling and basically Simon Jordan just wind him up. Jim, Even Jim White. And normally, Jim White's absolutely awful to listen to, but he um he actually had a go as well, so it was mm. quite good. Right, <coughs> well, that's a good end to the, the winner and losers. Yeah. We'll revert back Oh yeah, to Teaser. the teasers. <coughs> so, Champions League semi-finals coming up this week. Second leg. Pep Guardiola will be looking to become the fourth manager to win three or more European Cups. Can you name the other three? Mourinho? No. No? On two. Is he? He won... No, sorry, by European Cup, I, I mean Champions League. Oh, okay. So just, just purely Champions League, not European. Yeah, but no. European Cup. What I mean is like, well, you know, like Forest won it. Ah, okay. that's sorry, oh, sorry if I was right. yeah, if yeah. I misinterpreted that. No, that's no, all good. Sorry. Um, so for for example, Mourinho has won the Champions League with Porto and with Inter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry yeah. if that was the that's cool. miscon. Angelotti, correct. Four. He's the most. Yeah. Two that's with AC right. and two with Real Madrid. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were about to say it then. Is it Dan? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it'd be terribly wrong. I thought he'd won twice. Three on three on, three on the trot. That's first, mental. First yeah. manager ever to win back to back. That's crazy. He won it three on the trot. Yeah. And then retired. Zidane, Angelotti. And this is the clue European Cup for this one. I wouldn't have a clue. It's an old, it must be an old name. Old name. Did he manage a German side? No. No. Was it Forrest? Was it the Forrest manager? No. Okay. I won't embarrass myself and try and pretend I know who that is then. Brian Clough, wasn't it? I wanted to say him, but that's going to be horribly wrong. I think it was. No, but it wasn't him. No, no, but as in that was my answer. That was going to be yeah. an answer, yeah. Uh, it's that like era. It's yeah, like era. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even. I couldn't even know. Uh, Brian Clough was about the only name I could probably pluck out. Bob Paisley oh, was from Liverpool. Yeah, I would never have Not, got that. Yeah, I know. I know the name Bob Paisley. Obviously, they sing mm. about him, and he's a, obviously a club legend. But mm. yeah, I was never getting that. Very yeah. good. No, I just thought it would try a Champions League. Yeah, Champions League theme. What's how many has Benitez won? Not he's just won one one Champions League. Has he won Europa League? With Chelsea, yeah, and he's also won it with Valencia. Mm. I want to say, and then because the question I was thinking, oh, how many European trophies? Yeah, and that's why I was I was thinking Mourinho, 
I was going to go Angelotti. Emery's yeah. one. And Emery. I was going to go Emery. Emery's one. Seville. Four? Yeah. And with, you won three of Seville then, one with Villarreal. Yeah. I was going to go Emery, but that's fine. I'll tell you what, it'll be a hot take, but if Villa finish seventh, put them on, put all your money on Aston conference. Villa winning the conference league, because oh, yeah. that could not be a more dead cert. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably be favourites. Yeah. <clears throat> no, good question. like it. Right, so that brings an end to the podcast. Mm. Um Wall Man City win the treble. I think it could be on. Could be on the card. I, d- I do believe the Champions League game, Madrid. Then that'll be obviously the hardest game. I think. They'll, Madrid will be absolutely no fear about going to the Etihad. But yeah, if they get through that, I think they it could be on. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's end on a little prediction. I've got the fixtures up for the weekend. Um, let's pick one. Right. West Ham versus Leeds. Let's pick that. Sky Sports, one thirty Sunday afternoon. Big Sam, back to West Ham, where he was chucked out. Go on, you go first. What do you reckon? I'm going to go... They're going to have to pick up some points, and I'm going to go 3-1 Leeds. Oh, 3-1. I'm, I'm going to go Leeds as well, I think. I was going to say 1-0, but Leeds have to concede. They're awful. Mm. But you said 3. I'm going to go... It's going to be a classic. A Premier League classic. I'll go 4-2. 4-2. Goals galore. Bamford's going to find his shoe boot. Bamford hat-trick. 4-2. Right. To Leeds. Perfect. Right. Thank you very much again. We've done a, done a long one today. So thank yeah, you for yeah, those who have stayed the duration of the show. Yeah. Um, we'll be back again next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um talk about the week that was might have some other stuff lining up but keep supporting the pod keep doing the Instagram stories and replying to them and sending us your questions for the show and giving your support for good and bad feedback and things like that the sounds wasn't great your end or you think we could improve or you think we're too loud too quiet or anything like that you think we should talk about anything and another thing if you've got anything any ideas for post-season for Mm. topics or things you want to discuss or things like that we were welcome to ideas we've got some lined up but obviously we won't have the the week to week yeah easy be, talk yeah. about of the game yeah each we would have to sort of think about stuff but yeah exactly that keep showing your support getting involved with everything it's been brilliant so yeah but we're closing in on 50 50 mm. episodes 52 episodes would be a whole year's worth and yeah so yeah start from come around quick isn't it? yeah it has <laughs> yeah it's flown by <laughs> right so no again thank you very much and stay loyal Stay loyal.